Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who has historically, traditionally, and affectionately been known as Coach. But today we've got to come up with a new name for him because he absolutely dominated basketball and baseball yesterday. Speaking of baseball, the old phrase that you wanted was to be in the 40-40 club. Remember when Jose Canseco got that group yeah. going? Oh, and, I sure do. Well, you broke, speaking of 40-40, you went 404 in NBA on FanDuel, and you went 229.8 in baseball. So I think we should call you the 400-220 guy. 400-220 oh, club. Man. Starting it up yeah, last you, night. Way to crush it. You have to it. talk about my weight? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll tell you, man, I thank you for the intro and all the, the hype. I mean, it was just one of those nights, you know. I mean, it's it's awesome to see that, you know, you get punched in the gut with some, some crazy variants and weird things that happen sometimes with overtime games and different things, uh, you know, reverse calls or homers that are, are, you know, pulled back over the fence. But yesterday was just one of those days, Andrew. It, it just all fell into place. Uh, and you know, yeah, I could sit here and, and, and gloat and be all, uh, joyous in the sense of, you know, I'm, I'm a badass, but I look, I just always try to keep both feet on the ground, man, because DFS is a roller coaster and you know me, I wear my heart on the sleeve and I can't stand to lose for members especially, but yesterday was just a joy to see all the remarks and all the winners and posting everything and to be able to have a, a top less than half percent uh, winning lineup in both sports, especially with that incredible performance, uh, you know, by Dame. And, and it's just, it was a surreal night, you know, it really was. Oh, it was terrific. A perfect way to balance out the, the double overtime game with Steph and Joker. And man, those shots from Lillard were just incredible. One after another, step back threes, guys in his face, so clutch. That was so much fun to watch, Unreal. not to mention watching your lineup shoot up the leaderboard. I'll tell you what, I you know if I didn't have a penny on DFS and I watched that game, I still would have been jumping all over the place because <laughs> I, you know, I've watched... I, I have no idea what the stat is, but I bet you I've watched 90% of NBA playoff games since around 76. That's a lot of years and a lot of games, and I'm serious. I really don't miss them. And it, I believe that that was one of the five best single performances by a player I've seen in a playoff game was was what Dame did there. You know, there's, there's the bird game there's the mj game magic's game when he played center for the lakers the one time uh you know there's games where it was unreal but that this one's right there and it's a shame i felt bad that he didn't win the game because right. you know that's gonna stick with him that that was one of the best ever and uh you know they didn't get the win but i'll tell you what man it was fun and Winning is fun, and, and I've, I've been due for a big night like this. And, you know, I look back to Andrew. This is the first time I ever scored over a, a 400 DFS points on a three-game slate. So that's how weird this was. And I've been playing, you know, almost seven years. So um, fun stuff, man. I just – can we do like a Groundhog Day and just do that again today? Well, I'm wearing my <laughs> white hat again because it was good luck yesterday, and this is the second day of June. So I'm, why don't we just do it every day of June? Well, don't take that hat off, whatever you do. Please don't. And, you know, I haven't gotten mine yet. We ordered them the same time. I yeah. haven't got my white hat yet. Well, they know you've so, got that, that Mavs collection. Well, yeah, I had to go today. with the Mavs. I hope our DFS group understands. I mean, you know, this is game five. If they win this game, they got a great shot. If they lose this game, it's basically over. They've lost two in a row. So I had to pull out everything. I got my Mavs gear on already because biggest game, you know, probably the last 10 years for the Mavs since, you know, they won it basically in 2011. So uh, this is going to be a fun one tonight. And and I expect, uh, I think the Mavs will show up better than they did in that last one. I sure hope so. They sure need to. And we'll work towards that. 
uh, in game four. We're going to build a two brains or better than one lineup on FanDuel as a GPP. So yes. work towards that through the show. Invite people to play it. And we're going to try to uncover whoever's going to play like Dame tonight. By the way, Coach, I do believe sure. it was the first time in NBA history, let alone playoff history, that a player scored 50 points, had 10 or more assists, and 10 or more three-pointers. So it was a one-of-a-kind outing yeah. for Mr. Lillard. Just tremendous. Well, that so. was the most threes ever in a playoff game, 12. Right. And, you know, but that doesn't tell the story. That's what, if you look at those stats five, six years from now when people forget games, how many of those shots did he make to tie or take the lead or take the tie back again? Right. I'd say at least six of those or seven. Every That's time they needed sweet. it, he did it. And it was not an easy shot any of the no. times. No. And, and just all the other stuff that we don't even talk about that was going on. Covington misses two dunks. Right. And, you know, that was bizarre. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, weird stuff like uh, my man Morris there missed a foul shot. He missed a layup. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just it was uh, it was fun. And then, like you say, trying to watch that, be excited. You know, every, the, the discord's blowing up. Our lineups are moving up the chart. Man, I'll tell you, it's it's like, you know, I equate it to golf, which I I'm not that good at. I love to play. But it's like that one hole where you sink like a 25-footer for birdie. That's what sticks in your mind. That's right. That's the fun <laughs> not part. The, not the duck hooks in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> we forget about those, don't we? We do, man. So all right, well, it was fun. I love it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, 25-foot yep. birdie putts today all day long, starting with Washington-Philly, the only 7 o'clock game. And this one's 3-1 yes. Philly. So. Yep. Are they going to close it out at home with MB doubtful? Yeah, I mean, I'm almost positive he's not going to play, in my opinion. So I'm I did my you know preparations with him out, but you know it's it's only a six point spread, which I thought was was you know pretty fair. So well, Philly by six, it's a two twenty nine and a half over under. So it is the biggest number on the board again. Um, and you know, we have one other one that's close and then we have two big tear down games as far as totals. So right out of the shoot here, Andrew, we got to get busy on this game and figure out, you know, exactly what's going to take place. So what is the Embiid effect for me? It's more defensive than offensive. I always talk about it. I think he's one of the top two or three defenders in the league. And it does open some things up for Washington at the basket. And all that's going to do is help Westbrook and help uh, Beal. And I believe they're both going to be fine for this game. They got a little rest. Westbrook looked fine. Um, you know, so the, the things we need to talk about, first of all, when we're looking, at, you know, digging in on this Washington team, they lose Bertans. He's out for the rest of the series. So, you know, their three-point shooter – you know, probably 10 shots a game and a, a good, you know, 25 to 30 minutes is going to have to be eaten up by somebody else. So that's that's number one. So where do those minutes go? Do, you know, are they going to go, uh, you know, to a, a different size lineup and, you know, utilize Ish Smith or Neto and go smaller in areas? Uh, I think that's the direction that they'll go. Um, so that's scenario number one. The second is, uh, you know, finally, the, the guy played Gafford, you know, 26 minutes, which I've just been begging for 25 minutes forever. And this is only the second time that he's gotten it. Um, so does he start again? You know, is he going to be impactful? Yes, he only got four shots. And, you know, but that's that's all right, because that number can go up if he's on the floor. But he had five blocks, you know, four rebounds. He contributed. He was a difference maker in the paint. So he's certainly going to be in play again. But, uh, you know, uh, I got to give it to Robin Lopez. Eight for 11 again, Andrew. Yeah. What is What has gotten into him? He's <laughs> he's like the hook master specialist. Yes, that one hook shot he hit was from like 10 feet. I was mm -hmm. like, what in God's name is he doing? But uh, it looks to me, and I feel pretty good about the fact that Len's the odd man out. Maybe he doesn't even get in. He only played a minute in 23. So you know sort of the two bigs. It sort of played itself out that way. 
And you certainly can feel great about the minutes, you know, that Hashimura and and Beal and Westbrook are going to play all they can eat. I mean, it's an elimination game. They have a rest day. Uh, they're shorthanded, you know, a little bit with Bertans out. So I like Washington's side of the ball here with the fact that uh, our the big man Embiid is out. And I'm going to be stacking a little bit here on the Washington side right off the bat. Uh, without question, either Westbrook or Beal will be in my lineup. I just haven't decided which one yet. I'm, I'm still digging in, trying to make that decision and figure out. The thing that I'd love to get some feedback with you on is, you know, this rotation of defenders now, you know, is it just they're bringing Dwight Howard in to start and then everybody guards the same people? Or do you anticipate Doc's going to do a little bit of his funny business and, and start, you know, smaller guy and then rotate everybody around? That's what I'm trying to figure out to make the determination uh, on Beal and Westbrook. And then a secondary guy, I think, for sure. I mean, whether it be Hashimura or Gafford or Lopez, uh, those and you know Ish Smith's in play uh, for me too, and and Raul Neto as a, a a punt in a GPP isn't isn't a bad idea. So I I do think this game will be the highest scoring game. I think you know that they can step up and play them tough, and you know Philly's going to be without him you know without him beat. It's it's a different ball game. So I'm very excited for this one. And this game, and especially the Washington side, probably is going to be my biggest, uh, most important part of my entire build. Yeah, I'm very similar. I'm excited about Washington. I'm leaning Westbrook right now. Um, you know, he, he crushed it last time. Uh, so he seems to be healthy enough for another huge triple-double. 21 uh, rebounds, Andrew. Yeah, sure. 14 21. assists. Why not? <laughs> uh, Rui, 42 minutes. Same with the Gafford minutes increase, finally, and yeah. Ga- and and Rui getting enough shots to go 20, and then he picked up 13 rebounds. So He's a big help, yeah, for I'm sure. Ready, I'm ready to stack those three guys for sure. By the way, Coach, Gafford is a power forward today, again, on FanDuel, so our man Jet W owes us yeah. all because he predicted that he Gafford would, would move to center on FanDuel today. So he owes us all big time for that. Sit uh, down, Jet W, and take a break. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to stack a few Washington guys and run it back on the other side. I also anticipate Embiid will will be out, which should help Washington keep it close. They're going to fight down to the wire. Everybody else gets a little bit of a bump. I do think we could see some funny business from Doc, which is usually Mike Scott as the starter in this type of scenario. Uh, I don't think the other spots will change, so I think the defensive matchups will be similar, one through four. But I do wonder... With Gafford likely starting again, do they go with the funny business of Scott, or maybe do they give Dwight the start? Either way, I do like Dwight Howard here. You know, he didn't do too much last time, but he he he'll have those games where he gets into foul trouble, doesn't get the full minutes. Uh, but I like Howard picking up the slack. Um, I also like Ben Simmons, Tobias. Uh, all the starters really are in play for me for Philly because uh, Danny Green is still reasonable. Seth Curry still in the 4K range. And this is yeah. a game stack potential for me. I agree it's likely to be the highest scoring game on the slate. I do think Memphis-Utah could be right there with it. Uh, so those are my two favorite games just in, in a vacuum. Uh, and, and I think these prices are pretty reasonable on both sites. Westbrook certainly very expensive. But um, I, I plan to have you know a bunch of these guys. Maybe we can build our FanDuel GPP based on this game stack. Yeah, I I'm with you, man. I I really I I like this game all the way around, and obviously with all of the Washington exposure, you know I want to correlate on this side. And the guy I'm going directly to, without question, is Tobias Harris. I mean he's he steps up when he needs to. 24 shots the last game, 13 rebounds. I mean I think he'll be the go-to guy. Uh, how about all the shenanigans with the hack a shack with Ben Simmons, man? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, you know, I like it. You wonder if it's going to get in his head, though. You know, if, if, what is that going to do to his game? Is it going to motivate him and tick him off, or you know, and can he make some of those foul shots? Five for eleven. You know, that's not going to get it done. But uh, 
you know, it makes me a little nervous because they may have to take him off the floor in the fourth quarter, at least until the two-minute mark, you know, even if it's from the six to the two-minute mark, because I think they'll do the same thing if the game is close. And I don't know if they want to put that kind of pressure on him, and I don't know if Doc wants to bust its confidence like that. But uh, I'll tell you what, we talked about it in the last the last uh, podcast. Tyrese Maxey is a player. I mean, we've been saying he needs minutes He's their best guard off the bench. He comes in 22 minutes, 6 for 12, 2 for 3 from 3, and just really gives that team a lift. So, you know, I'm toying with the the Tyrese Maxey as the last guy in value play. Certainly going to use him in in a GPP, but I like the fact that he's the hot guy. Doc goes to the hot guy a lot. And with Simmons struggling so bad from the line, he may grab a few extra minutes in that fourth quarter. So, you know, but I'm I'm not going Simmons. I can see a case where he gets so pissed that he just really tries to take over. I mean, I, I get that that's possible, but not going to go there. I'm, I'm Tobias all the way. He's my man uh, in this game to, to correlate with either Westbrook and Beal and those guys. Um and, you know, I think this should be a great game. I, I don't know what to expect from the bigs, so I'm not going to mess with it. I know Doc has stated that he doesn't like to take Howard out of his role of the big man off the bench. And he likes, he thinks that really, you know, that's where he plays uh, the strongest. So is he going to or not? I hope that they bring him off the bench because I think that with a start again for Gafford, could get Gafford out of the gate really well. And then if Gafford sits and Dwight comes in, you know, I'm concerned Gafford gets fouls against Howard because he's so physical. So I, that would be the, the way I hope it plays out and what I'm planning on doing. So, you know, I'll spend up for Harris, look for a secondary guy that's value, whether it be a Curry, a Hill, or a Maxi. But I, I do want a second fiddle to Harris here to make that, you know, probably 3-2 or 2-2 or maybe 3-2 split in this game for me. Okay, excellent. Let's transition to game two at 7.30, Atlanta, New York. Atlanta on the road here, up 3-1, looking to close it out. What do you have for the Hawks tonight? Well, yeah, this, you know, I don't know what to expect from the Knicks tonight. You know, they're they're down and, and out, but they're going to have – you know, uh, a tough chore ahead of them and sort of a nothing to lose type attitude. Sometimes when teams come out and just play, uh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the Knicks. I'm going on, I'm Atlanta, right? You are Atlanta. I'm sorry. But okay. they, they will be impacted somewhat by what the Knicks are doing. So that's fine. Yeah. And I, and that my point, I guess, is I think the Knicks play looser than they have. In other words, more relaxed and more of a normal game. And, and I think that they'll keep it closer with Atlanta. So I believe Atlanta, you know, they certainly want to close out this series. They certainly want to, uh, you know, just get this done and get a little rest. They have some guys dinged up. And I think we're going to see good minutes. Now, you know, they did use their bench a lot. And that's sort of been working for them. But, uh, you know, Hunter, the last game, didn't get it done I still think he can get hot, and, and his price is not bad. You know, John Collins is a risk. You know, the guy that you, in the middle, Capella, is is probably a strong play at center, especially with Embiid out, uh, but his price is just a little prohibitive. You know, that's the only thing that is a concern. And then, you know, really, probably the best spot to go is one of the backcourt guys, uh, Bogdanovich or Young. I mean, they played 34 minutes each. They got up a combined 32 shots, and they have been leading the way, and the Knicks really haven't been able to stop them. So, um, you know, I'm not willing to go deep enough to the guys that have contributed off the bench. I think I found enough value in that first game where the the Herders, Gallinari's, those kind of guys are just a little too risky. Uh, So, you know, there's a good chance – uh, I won't have anybody on Atlanta because I, but I, I'm not counting it out. 
if if I can pay up for like a Bogdanovich or Capella, I'd love to do that. Um, it's just going to be a salary situation. Because like I said, I think the Knicks play a little more loose and the game stays a little closer. I wouldn't even be shocked if the Knicks won this game. That I don't think they're going to give up. I think they're going to come out and play. So that makes me want to have a guy here on, on both sides. But uh, we will see. It's the, the jury's out for me on this yet. Yeah, I think the, the Knicks are going to be ready to roll here in the Garden. I mean, that crowd is going to be fired up and, and don't want to risk, risk it being a loss in the last home playoff game of the season, and then they don't know when it's going to be another playoff game. Uh, right. you know, it's been rather inconsistent lately, to say the least. So I, yeah. I agree. They'll come ready to roll, and uh, I would expect a, a close game. Um, you know, some of these prices for Atlanta, I think, are are playable. Uh, Trey Young down under nine thousand, Bogdanovich under seven thousand on both sites. I like uh, Hunter potentially forty six hundred on both sites. And yeah, that's I, cheap, but man, he really kicked us in the you know what's the last game. Yeah, I don't know, know what happened. He only got seven shots. Um, yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, but you know, GPP, he's in consideration for me. I agree the bench is a little risky, not a ton of upside in this pace game with 23 and 30, you know, really slow teams here. And oh, no doubt. it's been no surprise that the games have been low scoring. Uh, so, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a value play for the Atlanta side like Hunter. On the Knicks side, we've got Rose, you know, taking over as the starter, you know, still playing big minutes. Uh, he's, he's an option. Randall has come down a little in price after finally having a decent game, getting to 50 fantasy points. He still shot yeah. under 50%, but, you know, strong double-double. Signs so, of life. Signs, signs <laughs> of life. And then we've got the bigs, and we've got uh, Taj starting here recently. Uh, he's playable for me as a value. Noel, last game only played 15 minutes, didn't do anything. The game before, he was very strong. Um you know, I don't know if I'll go anywhere with this Knicks bench, though. Uh, I don't. I don't think you need to today. Um, and you know, again, it's not a great game environment, so I'm not looking to get a bunch of exposure here. But I wouldn't shock me if Randall gets to 50 fantasy points again and is a factor, uh, or if Rose steps up, or if uh, Taj Gibson provides value. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you there. You know, the, the Knicks are actually favored in this game, by the way. It is uh, the, our buddies at betus.com.pa uh, have the Knicks as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and the number's 208. Again, you know, when you look at 229-and-a-half in the first game down to 208, that that definitely uh, flashes the, the red uh, bat signal or whatever you want to call it to beware DFS world because you know this this could be a an old school drag them out type of you know battle even though it's going to be close I think um, you know so that's hard to trust for me you know I've I've gambled a lot on these Knicks guards trying to play the roulette is Burke's going to get it done is you know is Bullock going to play enough to get uh, you know his threes up and it's a it's a tough game because they rotate so many guys at the guard position. Rose certainly has been the man. Uh, if I was going to play a guy in this game, on this side, I would probably go Rose just because his price, you know, it's not cheap anymore, but it's not, not like a Randall play. So uh, I doubt I'm going to have exposure to the Knicks. Uh, I do think Randall will play better again. And I think D Rose is a reasonable play, but everybody else is just for me too much of a gamble. Uh, or the pricing's just not quite right. So uh, I think that's that's going to do it for me on the Knicks side. And I, I'll probably come out of here with one Hawk and no Knicks, more than likely. Okay. Well, halfway through this slate here, Coach, before we get to Memphis, Utah, and before we get this Two Brains lineup going, we have a drawing yes, today. We have we a do. couple of winners to pick out and announce. Are you ready for this occasion? I am. I'm clicking on the randomizer. I have it loaded with all of the names that our man, uh, John Weehausen. Is that right? That Did I say correct. it right? 
I always want to say we Hauser. I don't know why. We Hausen is the is he is our analytic director that we're so excited to have in here. He put a, a nice survey out to our members, got a lot of information. Uh, we're you know we're adding a whole analytics piece though for you guys, just so you know. That's why we'd love to have you join us at dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, we're going to have some phenomenal things that John's working on. And again, he put uh, a great survey out there, and we have two winners that we're going to call on the randomizer here that will win either $25 PayPal or $25 in uh, merch from our wonderful uh, store, Squad Locker, of merch from Coach Talk. So uh, we once this show's over, if you, if you hear uh, your name called, then certainly uh, tweet us at DFS Coach Talk, but we'll be reaching out uh, by email and DM as well. All right, here we go, Andrew. The first winner from the Weehausen contest is Height Violi, H-E-I-G-H-T-V-I-O-L-I-E, Height Violi. Excellent. So congratulations. All right, we're going to click the button. Randomizer two. Ding, 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 ding. Boom. Uh, looks as though it is D.M. Johan. Johan. All right. D.M. J.O.H.A.N.N. So there's the two $25 PayPal or merch winners. And we will be in contact with you this afternoon. Congratulations. Excellent. So yeah, if you're if you weren't on that list and you want to jump in with us, dfscoachtalk.com for membership. You grab a three day pass for ten bucks and uh, start June off with us, or grab the playoff package. Uh, it is on the bottom there on YouTube. One eleven, coach. Is that it? That is correct for two months. Two full months, man. All the best sports. deal we've ever thrown out there. Everything we've got. All right. Everything. Bam. Basketball, baseball, golf. Get her done. That's it. All right, excellent. Uh, any questions, reach out, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, Coach, we've got Memphis, Utah in Game 3 at 9.30. Memphis yes. on the road, down 3-1. Can they stay alive tonight? I, you know, it'll be interesting. They have a tough chore in front of them. I mean, in Vegas sees it. It is a 226-and-a-half over-under. So, like you've mentioned very astutely throughout this entire playoff uh, series, you know, everybody thinks Memphis, Utah, it's just like a predisposed thinking, oh, these teams are going to grind it out, good defensive teams, blah, 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 blah. But the points have been there. These teams are scoring. So, uh, it you know, it shouldn't be much different today. Um, the problem is Memphis is almost a double-digit dog, nine and a half as we sit right now. So, you know, Memphis played their heart out the last game. They had opportunities, you know, to, to win some of the games they've lost. So I don't think all is lost for them. I think they have, uh, you know, a, a final push in them, but it's on the road uh, and it's going to be a tough tough chore. Now, you know, what I will say, though, is the implied total for the Jazz is 118. And that's the number that interests me because uh, that's a big number. And I think that's, you know, tops on the slate. And do you need some Utah exposure as opposed to possibly the Memphis exposure here? If Memphis keeps the game close, I think you probably really do. Um, but where do you go? That's the question. You know, paying up for Mitchell, uh, you know, he looks fine to me. I'm, I know he's not 100%, but he's sure playing well. You know, maybe the, the best play here, you know, is to look for some, not value where you're digging down with, you know, some of the, the weaker guys, but maybe, you know, we, we take a good look at, uh, you know, a secondary guy. You know, Triple J, he's frustrating at times, but last game, man, he did really well uh, for me. I stuck with him. You know, he's never going to be a 40-minute guy, but he gets a lot done and a lot of shots up in the time he's out there. He was 9 for 18 from the field. And how about this, Andrew? He took 10 threes. <laughs> <laughs> Big dude like that, 10 threes. So he only made three, 
But he's, you know, like we said, half the battles, just we want to make sure guys are taking them. Uh, so I don't think Triple J is a, a bad play, and people get afraid to roster him, so his ownership is always down. Uh, Dylan Brooks has is, is really been uh, such a stalwart. You can always count on him. Um, you know, I was saying I, I don't think that John Morant's going to keep playing these over 40-minute games. The dude played 43 minutes and 15 seconds. I mean, he has arrived, and I would love to go to him, I just don't know if I can make the salary work. I think he's probably the best play. I really do. Um, don't want to stress the Joe Val uh, foul trouble, and certainly playing against Rudy doesn't make Why? it any it's so easier. Fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Every time, you know, it's you know, it's bad. And I I know this when I coach guys that had real bad foul issues. As soon as a guy gets the ball around him, you sort of go like, oh, like don't reach, don't grab, don't push. I mean, it's he's just so uh, – and same thing with Jackson, though. I mean, he does the same thing. But, um, you know, so I don't know. You know, for me, I'd like to have – again, I, I use most most of my roster build in that first game. But, you know, a Brooks or, uh, you know, a Jaw would be a dream if I can make it work here. Not sure I want to gamble on the Kyle Anderson. He's been terrific, but he certainly smoked a lot of people this last game. Um, and then after that, you know, I I felt like I got I was fortunate to get what I got out of Grayson Allen. I he was my my big value dude the last game. He did get 29 minutes, uh, you know, but three for eight from the field, two threes is good, but. The ancillary stats are never good for him. He had three rebounds and basically nothing else. So, I, I'm, I, you know, when I feel fortunate to make value with a guy, I usually don't want to take that, you know, risk again. So, if I can make it work, I'm going uh, Jaw. If not, uh, a Brooks or Jackson, I think would fit uh, financially. But I, I would like exposure here. Yeah, I'd like a little bit of exposure here too. Jaw, my favorite target. For the reasons you mentioned, Brooks, right there behind him, he's cheaper. Uh, that could could be enough to get him in the lineup. Uh, Kyle Anderson would be next for me, but I agree. Uh, you know, he's a little risky at that price, and I'm not as not interested in those bigs today. You know, Joe Val and Triple J was like Nurkic last night with the foul trouble. You just yeah. he got that fifth, and then before you know it, he had the sixth, and he was out. I mean, and. You and know, it wasn't that, smart foul. It wasn't. You got to have the discipline. Joe Val and Triple yeah. J do the same thing, where they reach out at an angle with their arms, which nine times out of ten is going to be called a foul. So that that's always a risk. Um, and I'm not not pumped about the Memphis bench on a on the primary lineup. So probably one of those starting guards. And then with Utah. Um, Let's zero in on Mitchell here. I really like how he's trending. He got to 30 points and playing like, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, it's go time. It's create a shot, get downhill. And he's a type of guy who's going to see what Lillard did yesterday and want to match it in his own way. Uh, He'll never be a 55 and 10 guy, I don't think, with 12 threes. But, (laughs) you know, he can um, he can take over a game for sure and score 35 and uh, payoff value. So I like him. Conley disappeared a little bit in game four. Will he return to form here in game five? I would think he would play better. Uh, Clarkson, uh, much better in game four. His price is decent. 18 shots. Yeah, we like that. That's the Clarkson of old. And with the forwards for Utah, uh, you could plug one of those guys in. Wouldn't shock me if they do well. Royce O'Neal's been priced up a little bit, unfortunately. But once again, I'm a little bit more more interested in the guards on both sides here. Yeah, you know, the thing, like I said, that implied total sticks with me. You know, that 118 is a gigantic number, and it makes you feel like you have to at least roster one guy. But I'm not sure which guy, you know, I'd go to. I, I'm thinking Conley, like you. I think he will bounce back. Um, it was just an – he only took six shots, just sort of an odd game. I don't know if I want to pay up for Mitchell because you know it is almost a double-digit spread. You know he is coming back from injury this series, and I guarantee you, if Snyder has any 
opportunity to rest him at all, he will. I mean, you have to. I mean, you got to look ahead here. So that that concerns me just enough at his price to not go there. But I'm with you. I think. I mean, he's certainly a guy that can, uh, you know, just blow up uh, a slate. But I I just don't want to spend up, you know, there. I think I'll just have probably one body exposure, and it it would be Conley or probably Bogdanovich because their pricing is still fair enough, and they they do have the ability, you know, to hit multiple threes and have a decent game. So. Uh, you know, I, I do think this game is going to go under owned and probably a lot of people are thinking like we are in, you know, you don't want to stack here, but when you look at the actual numbers and, you know, what the expectations are for this game, it is tempting, uh, to want to, you know, dip in and take a few of these guys, but maybe in a GPP roster, a couple of them and see if you can get that giant game. Excellent. All right, coach. Well, let's save the best for last potentially with uh with your perspective and the Mavericks and oh. here we go 2-2 not trending in the right direction do they turn it around tonight at 10 o'clock eastern I don't know man I I was so distraught that last game to lose two in a, a row at home after winning two on the road it was just beyond gut-wrenching but you know here's the thing for me you know, I, I have the, the pay-ups in that first game, and there's some value there. I really am thinking about Luka being the other play here. I mean, I was able – the reason I got 400 yesterday, you know, it was very simple. Uh, you know, what I've been doing, and, and it finally came together, you know, I had uh, all three super studs in that lineup yesterday. It was uh, the Joker – and Lillard, and who was my third guy? LeBron. LeBron. So LeBron didn't quite get it done, but, you know, having the studs in there, you know, makes sense. So if I can get the two studs from the first game and Luka here, uh, I will probably do it. And and here's the reason I like Luka. Number one, uh, this neck injury is, to me, way overblown. It's, you know, a sore neck, a pinch in the neck, whatever, it's it's not like the you know the announcers were saying he could barely hold his head up and stuff. I mean that's so silly. Mm-hmm. He's he said he's feeling a lot better. He felt better you know uh, yesterday. All the reports are he's 100% go. Don't worry about it. So that's that's number one where we should have an edge on a lot of people that don't have all that inside uh, Dallas info. So I think he's a complete go. He's really frustrated with how poorly he played. You know, you know, the foul shot situation. Good God, oh for five from the line. I mean, that's just completely unacceptable. One for seven from three is not going to get it done either. So, you know, twenty-four shots. He's probably going to get the same. He's going to make more. His ancillary numbers are going to be better. I think Luca's probably the best play on the slate. I mean, they. Uh, yes, the Clippers are tough. They, you know, they adjusted like we talked about earlier in in the uh, the series where that they, you know, they benched Zubac and started Batum, and that created at least defensively playable entities uh, against him. You know, when they switched, which they couldn't do in that first game and a half, and until it was thirty to eleven in Game Three, where the Mavs could have gone up uh, three three zero, and that's when they made the change. And it's been tough since then. But I here's the thing, though. People may overestimate that as well. Luka missed some shots in that game that he usually makes. And, you know, I know they're saying the neck, the neck. You know, it, it maybe threw him off his concentration a little bit. But, you know, I think that a lot of those shots go in. He's a phenomenal competitor. He's going to probably play close to 40 minutes. Uh, you know, in this elimination game. So I'm all over him today, uh, Andrew. I really am. And, you know, I'm probably not going to go any deeper like I have been with the Mavericks. Um, don't trust Porzingis at that price, although he did show up the last game. But we'll see. Uh, Finney Smith's been off. Kleba's not 100%. He's been off. Um, Tim Hardaway was just the – that was the the – you know, dagger that killed us one for eight. Yeah. So I'm, you know, the bad shooting, 12% shooting is one thing, but 
you know, your hottest shooter for the last two months gets eight shots up uh, and 0 for 4 from 3. Yes, he'll bounce back, but enough to pay off that salary and take a spot on your roster. I, I just don't see it. And then after that, it's, you know, just some bench guys. So that's it, my man. The hat is for number 77, and I'm hoping he can step up. And I think he's the one that's going to get the most motivation out of Dame's performance because he really respects Dame, and uh, I'm hoping he piggybacks that a little bit, even if he gets 65 or 70% of what Dame did, we'll be happy. So that's where I'm going, man. Yeah, they need it for sure. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if he steps up. Not an easy challenge or an easy matchup. Uh, So I'm a little hesitant to pay the price. Um, and I agree with you with the rest of Dallas, just not fired up about anybody in particular. Yeah. THJ was ultra disappointing, and then he didn't even get the minutes because he was playing so poorly or shooting so poorly. Kleba showed his inconsistency. Uh, Porzingis, is, his price on FanDuel, I think, is playable, 6600 That yeah. uh, caught my eye a little bit, but not not really interested in much exposure here with Dallas. On the and others. by the way, I, I do want to say that the Luca pick is not the fandom. I know I'm wearing sure? the hat. I'm a Mavs fan. You're positive. But I, I faded Luca as much as anybody, and or maybe too much. But I just, I, I really think this that he's the play. I really do. On the Clippers side, I think these starters are all playable. You know, they got solid minutes. Um, but I'm more interested in the values. Uh, Marcus Morris. Back to his normal self, mid 4K yeah. range. Batum, how about starting with 36 minutes at a value price on both sides? You could look there. We know that Ibaka is doubtful. So if, if Ibaka is out again and Batum starts, he's playable for me. Kawhi and Paul George kind of doing their thing, but it is a, a lower total here, a lower pace. Again, 25th and 28th in pace for these two teams. Right, And that's why we get scores like 106 to 81 that you just don't want a lot of exposure to when you've got Washington and Philly and Memphis, Utah, likely pushing 230 or more. So I I don't really think I'll pay up for for Paul or Kawhi in in the primary lineup. Uh, Reggie Jackson and Rondo are the guards to consider for the Clippers, of course, with Beverly getting pushed out of the rotation. But I, I do prefer... If I'm going to go with the Clippers value guy, probably Marcus Morris or Batum. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Um, obviously, I'm not going to have any salary left for Kawhi or Paul George, and they've only shot like 90% in this series. <laughs> I mean, Kawhi's shooting percentage for this series, do you know that he's shooting like 75% from the field? Yeah. I mean, that's not human. There's just no way. And it's not like he's all dunks, not like a Gobert inside. I mean, he's taking threes with hands in his face and driving shots. I've been amazed. He just amazes me. But, uh, you know, but the reason from the DFS standpoint is I do think they split the stardom role and they're both priced high. So, you know, it it just comes down to that. You know, Luke is going to have the weight of the world on his shoulders Kawhi and George can share that, and that, you know, takes a little bit of DFS play away. I mean, Kawhi had 15 shots, although he made 11. I mean, you can't keep shooting 70 80%, uh, and George only had 16. So, you know, that's just not enough shots for me, and they also share rebounds and everything else. Uh, they're, they're both awesome, but I don't want to pay up. I'm with you. I like a couple of value plays here. Marcus Morris, I think, will continue to get like the 30 minutes he got here because he played much better. He hits the glass, and he's sort of the pseudo center uh, with this this shift to Batum starting for Zubots, and that's just going to get him a lot more action in the paint. And I think he's a, a really solid play at that price. So he's he's my favorite there. You know, Reggie Jackson has not disappointed. He's getting the minutes. He's the point guard in this series. And, you know, 30 minutes, got 12 shots up, you know, does some other stuff as well. And uh, I think he's also in play at a good price. Um, Rondo's a finisher. You know, he's 
it's he's question it's questionable to take him definitely on a GPP for sure. But if he gets you know 20 25 minutes like he's been getting, he generally is on the floor to close, and he's phenomenal closer, and he's going to grab some rebounds. You know he's going to get steals. So you know he's a sneaky little play that. Uh, would be a definite GPP and just maybe miss the cut for me uh, on on that side of the ball. But those are the guys that I would consider, uh, those three uh, secondary guys. I'm not sure I want to buy into the Batum uh, good game here with the big minutes, although you know I think he will get the big minutes again. I just don't know if he'll be able to produce uh, what we need. So it's going to be an interesting game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I do want to let you know what the spread is here. Uh, it is seven and a half Clippers. So on that borderline of concern and two seventeen and a half over under. So it's it's quite a bit higher than the Hawks Knicks, uh, but the same distance, you know, nine less really than the Grizz and even a little less than that from the from the Sixers. So a game that, you know, is going to be hard played, I think. To have some exposure is good, uh, but I do think Luke is the best play in that game. I really do, and I think he's going to step up. Okay. Well, we are now ready for the Two Brains lineup. And All right. What we usually do is we go back and forth, and we alternate yes. picks. And that's fine, Coach, if you want to stick with that. I did want to throw in a potential other option, okay. which is that I've been – tinkering with a lineup here with a couple guys based on some okay. of the stuff you've said during the show, I could, sure. I could share it with you. And if you like it, we, we stick with it. If not, we, we plug it in. We just start pivoting or we start from scratch, but I thought right, it might be worth a try. Let's, let's give us your lineup or give the lineup you put together. And then it, it, I may choose to tweak a little, if that's okay. okay. Absolutely. So it starts with a five man stack in Washington, Philly. It okay. It has Westbrook. It okay, has. I got to click on these when you say them. So. Okay. Westbrook. Westbrook, 11-5. Hashimura, yeah. 52, small forward. 52, Hashimura, he's in, okay. Gafford, 51, power forward today. You know I don't like Gafford that much, right? Yeah, see, I didn't think you'd like that part of the lineup. <laughs> While you're at power forward, we've got Tobias Harris, 82, running it back on the other side. It sounds like you just read my mind so far. And <clears throat> here's here's the biggest nod to you, Maxi shooting guard, forty four hundred. Yeah, gee, I, that's a, I perfect GPP play. Okay, though. hey, so we're we're off to a good start. Yeah. Now we okay. Uh, where do I turn next? How about a guy that you like? I don't know if he would be the next guy in your lineup, but John Morant, eighty two hundred. Okay, we pay down for him. Okay. That allows us to pay up for Mitchell at 8,300 as our shooting guard. Okay. Then we have DeAndre Hunter, 4,600 small forward. Okay. And then we have Taj Gibson as our center for 4,500. Okay. My my fervor has lessened a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. If we go... And we, I mean, if we go to Luca instead of Jaw, yeah, I know it hurts financially. Uh, I'm fine with sticking with Taj at center, but if if we didn't take Mitchell, that would give us 5,200 each for, for a shooting guard and small forward. We'd, we'd have, have Westbrook, Luca, Maxi, Hashimura, Gafford, Harrison, Gibson. Are you willing to look at that? Well, let's look at it. If we go with Luca. What what does that leave us at shooting guard? Uh, we would have to go either Burks or Hardaway or possibly Brooks, depending on what we have at small forward. Okay, well, I'm not very excited about Burks or the other option you mentioned. Okay. DeAndre Hunter's 46. Yep. That would leave us 58. I'm fine with Hunter, too. That's one of your bills. So, you know, I guess it's we would count on Tim Hardaway stepping back up, which he very well could. Yeah, then we'd have Luca and Hardaway as those final two. Unless we, we both love Brooks, we could pay up for him and, and 
shimmy me down somewhere else. Yeah, where, where would that be? Well, that's why there's two brains. We need to lose a thousand bucks somewhere. Well, center, you could go down to minimum price, but there's nobody there that's going to play tonight. Okay. Let, Let me, me look, look at... How about... What if we went from Gaffer down to Marcus Morris? That saves most of it, unless you're that high on Gafford. Yeah, I mean, as a starter, I mean, this is what you've been waiting for all season. You're not going to put him in your lineup? No, I, I'm not saying I, I'm not. I, I just, I'm trying to decide here. I mean, it's, if we can make Russ and Doncic in our lineup, man, you know, that feels a little bit like yesterday. Yeah. And, and Tobias, too. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, that could be more of, of your hybrid build. Um, <clears throat> we could go that way. It just doesn't really work with the game stack for Washington-Philly and then, you know, being very excited about the shooting guard, you know, because here's the question. Luca and Tim Hardaway, <clears throat> what's the best-case scenario for them? Um you know, 100 fantasy points, 70 and 30. And if we have Jaw and Donovan, I mean, they could go for, they could go for 110 between them. I could see them going for 60 and 50 fantasy points. I just feel like they're likely a higher combination than Luca and Hardaway specifically. Okay. Um, you know, if we go Luca and Brooks, then we have to pay some, pay down somewhere else to something we really don't like. And All right. I, I mean, what I'll do, I'm fine with it. And let, let's go Westbrook, Morant, Maxi, Mitchell, Hashimura, Hunter, Gafford, Harris, Gibson for our two brains GPP. And then I'll, you know, I'll make a few shifts in my hybrid to fill in some of those gaps. But the majority five of these eight, I feel real strong with. And like you said, you've, we've got all pretty much starters. The only risk uh, is Maxi? We need him to come through for us off the bench, but everybody else should be secure in minutes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that's the game script of of Simmons, Hacka Simmons getting fewer minutes, Maxi stepping up a little bit. There's also some other shooting guards in there we could pivot to, and we could continue to talk about it throughout the day. If we yeah. make any pivots to this, we will announce it on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, while you're there, give the coach a follow at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can follow me at Language Olympic. Certainly appreciate if you'd subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We're going to continue to produce these NBA DFS shows seven days a week throughout the playoffs. We've done it all season. We're certainly not going to stop here in the playoffs, coach. No, this is our hot streak starts now. And it starts with Tobias Harris dropping 40 real points for us. Boom. Here we go. Let's see. <laughs> keep June rolling here. You crushed it yesterday. Congratulations again, and let's uh, let's do it again today. It sounds like a plan. All right. Well, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.